0: Welcome to the MHABC Podcast. Today's conversation is with Terry Weicker. Terry and her husband, Ray Weicker, own and operate Ray's Towing Limited. Today, Terry shares some of her 46 years of experience in transporting homes
1: across BC, the Yukon, and Northwest Territories. She has extensive experience in the factory-built housing industry and has proven expertise in
0: key areas ranging from transport logistics government permitting requirements, and
1: transportation policy. Today, she shares excellent information on what manufactured home purchasers should know and understand with the transportation of their
0: home. Enjoy.
1: Good afternoon. This is Jennifer McKinney of Fresh Inc. on behalf of MHABC and Crystal Emery of MHABC. And on the line, we have uh, Terry Wiker of Rays Towing. And she's here today, and she's going to give us some insights on transportation of manufactured homes. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi, Jennifer. <laughs> so thanks for joining. Yes, we, us. We, we. Thanks for joining. You're jo- welcome. Yeah. Good. So we're gonna we're gonna kick it off here with a few questions um, to help uh, bring some insights to. The manufactured housing delivery process, shipping, um, educating the consumer on that. So we have we're going to start off with a couple of questions, and we're hoping that you can give us your expertise. Um, first, let's just talk a bit about transportation, and what are some of the key things that customers should know about transporting a manufactured home? Very high uh, level. Automation.
2: The <laughs> uh, most important thing is that we have um, room to maneuver. And when we get sticky as it, from a customer's point of view, when we get to their site, um, make sure that there's room to maneuver on the site and to get to the site access off highway, road, whatever it is, um, free and clear. And if, if in doubt, you know, go get whomever's transporting the home to come and have a look at it at the site. So you can be ready for the home and not being a last-minute um, thing trying to remove fence posts or whatever the case may be.
3: So, so with that, Terry, like if I'm if I'm a consumer or somebody buying a manufactured home, I can get somebody to just come out and assess the sort of property before the transportation process begins.
2: Yes, usually usually can unless you're you know if you're in a, a very uh, rural area
0: mm-hmm. away
2: from a lot of people, then. Lots of times somebody can still come out and look at it, but you'll have to give them lots of notice so they can do it uh, on their travels while they're, you know, not too far away coming from or to right. a job somewhere.
3: Right. And, and how, that long, kind of thing. how long does that usually take? Um, like, say, for instance, lots of notice. How, how much notice would you need to give them?
2: As much as possible.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, if you order a home and let's say the factory says, okay, it's going to be ready in six weeks, Or two months or three months, whatever the case may be. If somebody can come out and look, the the sooner the better. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and those rural rural properties, I guess there's you know either could have be right in the driveway area. There could be some trees that are closely placed, Mm and if you don't know the specifications and the size, they could have to even cut them down possibly just to get it in.
2: That's right, and make sure you know the exact size of your home. And which way it's going to face, um, so that the, you know, hitch can be placed on the proper end at the factory end. If it's on the, if it's on a hitch and bogey, it's not on a float, then we can place the, uh, sections right, going the right way in the float for ease, ease of access. Yeah, the more, it's like anything else. The, the more information we have and the more time frame we have, the easier it's going to make it for everybody concerned.
1: Is there a lot of, like, when just, I know you're the delivery process, but is there a lot of preparation prior to you having to get there? Like, is there, is the homeowner does the preparation or? In terms of the property? Yeah. Yeah. Just to get to take on the delivery.
2: Yeah, Yeah, the homeowner would have to do the preparation. But the more, yeah, somebody can come out early and look at it, then, for instance, well, maybe the, the cat is there or the excavation, excavator or whatever mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. then if the driveway needs widening let's say or a dirt pile move whatever the case may be then they have a lot more time and the equipment's already there so now's the time to do it and the same with like falling up a tree right um we don't we don't take anything down we don't feel as absolutely necessary lots of times we're just um wait until the house gets there if it's a small tree and make sure somebody has a chainsaw so if it has to come down it has to if it doesn't then we can right. leave it in place.
3: And I suppose if there's any sort of like power or power lines or anything like that I guess the uh, the customer the person that owns the property would have to kind of get BC Hydro kind of involved or anything like that would that be the case?
2: Yes when somebody comes out to look at the property access uh, height is a big factor and mm-hmm. So, in particular, if you're using a crane to place a house on a foundation, mm-hmm. then you uh, have to make sure the crane uh, would be away from power lines. And usually the crane company would come out to look at a, at a job site, and they would say, okay, you know, this will have to be placed after we've been here, or we'll have to, you know, be, um, have somebody there, you know, that can be with it anyhow.
1: Uh, a professional.
2: Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. the bank company normally looks,
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah, you wouldn't want me out there navigating it. <laughs> 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 a little left,
0: no, a
3: yeah. little right. I don't know if Jen knows how to use a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah that's, it's, is, are the, are the retail centers that sell these homes, um, do you have to supply them with a list of information before trucking so that they, that, um, so a, a customer should expect to get some sort of um, information, An assessment, yeah, almost, prior right. to delivery.
2: Uh, normally, they would ask their their salesperson, whomever they're purchasing the home from, um, what what is required, and then if this and the salesperson, if if they're at all in doubt, should contact the transporter to see and the crane company to see anybody that they're they're just not sure about because I mean lots of times you think well I think it'll go but you're not sure go out go ask somebody that you know mm-hmm. will be doing the job to make sure that it can be done as you expect it right yeah good and, salesman. Yeah, make yourself, it's like anything else It's it's product you know really know your product and know everything about it so whether it's the financing portion the delivery portion the factory portion you know make sure you go in and see how these are built and um, so that if you order this pitch roof or that pitch roof you know how high that that home is going to be so you know that you know it can fit for instance over that bridge.
3: Right so like say for instance if I'm if I'm just shopping for a manufactured home and I go to a, a dealership or a sales center to, to find that home and I I love a particular style, say, for instance, if it's like a Cape Cod or, or anything like that, I guess I would have to consider, you know, the property itself and its capabilities for that home. Would you agree with that?
2: Yes, yeah, so and not only the property itself, the access to the property, like, say, you know, is there some kind of, uh, if you're a rural property particularly,
0: mm-hmm. or even
2: right downtown, that's even worse sometimes, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you have to get it access from a, from a back alley, a side street. Mm-hmm. Uh, an older residential area is the worst because of low wires. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure, for instance, things people are notified in a mobile home park or on a side street. People are notified so there won't be cars in the way when you get there. Tell all your neighbors. Um, go around the park and give everybody, you know, 48 hours notice, whatever Mm -hmm. is feasible, and uh, let them know because then, yeah, people are really happy because they know if they have to get out, say, okay, we expect the the truck to be here between, say, 7 a.m. and leaving by, you know, 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. so that if somebody has has appointments or whatever the case may be, they can uh, park where they have ready access to mm. to to exit that property whatever it is I, that's a big fact we run into all the time where
0: okay. people right. haven't
2: been notified and that's uh they definitely should be notified right. yeah
3: that's, that's a good tip yeah. i don't know if i'd ever think about my neighbors i'm selfish that way well <laughs> yeah i was it's, it's such a good
1: say se- it's a good segue into the yeah. next question because right. the, the next question we were wanting to ask was like where do you do, deliver these homes to like municipalities rural downtown like do you do like what, what where can you go
2: everywhere and anywhere we we've been you know like north vancouver um west vancouver um you know we got one going up smithers way you you just Go all over the place. Like I say, you go right downtown, sticky with the infill housing these days.
1: Wow! Yeah, um, that must be just and, just a navigation
2: yeah. nightmare.
3: <laughs> but I guess so quick, Sometimes though, it right? Is. Yeah. You know, like they go up so <laughs> fast, though, when once they start, and you've kind of got things sorted out.
2: Yeah. Well, it's That's just right. Yeah, it's just a matter of organizing, basically organizing um, and coordinating everything. The setup crew. The crane company, the, you know, the transport company. And if you have, you know, if you're on a like Vancouver Island situation, make sure ferries or barges or whatever you, you know, right. use everything. Right. Yeah, everything. Make sure you can get the home there. Because if you were, for instance, on a Gulf Island, now, you know, can you get the home there? Is the barge company... Does it have a landing site that will handle that? Does it have a, you know, a bar that would handle that? That's quite a quite that? a
3: feat. Yeah, but yeah. imagine getting a nice home delivered and somewhere down on the coast would be
1: amazing. Well, like yeah. and having being able to have a complete home delivered <laughs> yeah. to the island mm-hmm. is ideal. And I guess how do how do you come up with the costs right. on that kind of delivery? Yeah.
2: Uh, experience and the number <laughs> of hours it's going to take and you can get a cost factor you know what BC ferries is going to charge you can get a cost from whatever barge company or transportation company they're usually you know charged by the by the foot right. um, so you can figure out all those things that and you have to be aware of tides as well.
3: So, so do I have um, to figure that out, Terry? As 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 the person purchasing no the, the barge
2: home? company will figure it out. <laughs> yeah,
3: and and I guess like the like the, you know say for instance if I'm just going to um, a dealer or a sales center, obviously they would take all those things into consideration for me.
1: I would assume. Well, a good salesman would ask the right questions. I'm assuming um, prior to yeah. prior to giving a cost and right. understanding like. Uh, yes. Hopefully that would be the experience and, and consumers should be aware of that, that a good sales representative would yeah. ask those strategic questions because pricing is probably a very big component. It's probably not cheap to to truck a home. Terry, do you, can you give us kind of a,
2: how does no, it go? No, it's not cheap.
1: No. Uh, yeah. it, okay,
2: well, A, it depends on, on the size of the home. So if you're moving, for instance, a 14-wide a home, we can get the most places with not a whole pile of issues, shall we say. Right. But if you start to move the bigger homes to 16 wides and up, um, there's a lot more issues. A lot of them are, are midnight travel. We're, you know, uh, we're only allowed to go certain hours, so it could take a long two or three nights to get there, so mm. it's a very costly process. Mm-hmm. Uh, extra pilot cars, um, those kind of things yeah Probably. that makes Can be sense. very costly yeah it yeah is that a lot like, on the size and where it's going
1: just 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 putting you on the spot here Terry like what what do you think for cost what would be what uh, would be what would be a low-end or, or a high-end
3: like a rural piece of property and I'm not too too far out uh, a major city like how how much would that sort of cost
2: be Oh, okay, for a local delivery, you're you're probably looking around, depending on the company you're using, what their policy is. I'm going to say um, two thousand to twenty five hundred per trip.
3: Okay,
0: depending yeah. how
2: many sections there are. That's when I say local delivery. That's probably you know within seventy five miles of wherever you're picking it up.
1: Right. That, yeah.
2: 100 k somewhere. It, everybody's a little bit different, right? It varies. Oh, already. for
1: sure. It just just, just being then, yeah. not knowing anything about it. It's an interesting. It's kind of interesting mm-hmm. to know.
2: Yeah, and let's say if you're going if you're going on a very large home, um, yeah, the, that'll cost will double or triple. Like we've we did one to the island a while ago, a very large home, uh, one one section. It was probably, I'm not to look back, but I'm going to say 15,000.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. So So it
3: does really
1: vary. Yeah. And I guess, like you said, there's so many different elements or different processes Mm -hmm. involved. And like you say, barges and all that. But it still, it still seems like pretty affordable compared to, you know, if I'm just building a house, my dream home on
3: a rural piece of property, it just seems like. Well,
2: it's far more convenient. Yeah. More. Um, Cost effective because you're not, you know, uh, you probably figured out it's, you're not looking at so much theft of materials, you're not looking at waiting two weeks or the plumber or the electrician right. or every, you know, you still may be waiting, but your house is, is there and closed up, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's so just it's not like not all complete. Yeah. yeah. That's great. That's right. It, yeah.
1: It, you know, the other question is always, um, what about the insurance of all that? Who looks after that? Is that something that the trucking company has their own insurance if something goes sideways, or do I have to buy special yeah. insurance? What? How does that work?
2: The trucking company uh, looks after their own insurance. That's one thing that consumers should be aware of. Make sure your, whoever you're using, is insured. Um, yeah. I mean, everybody has to have the basic ICBC, but beyond that, uh, cargo insurance, and that's a very expensive um, item. All insurance is expensive these days, but yeah. that's particularly expensive. Yeah. So make sure you know cargo insurance is there, and then it covers the homes because homes are a different commodity than, let's say, offices or bunk houses mm-hmm. or travel trailers. Make sure. Or, you know, you have coverage for that, that particular Particular item. product, yeah, yeah. That's right, because the average towing company, as in, you know, vehicle towing, yeah. uh, is a whole different insurance from what we are.
1: I see. Okay. Yeah, because I was really wondering that, just because it's, you know, you never know what you're covered until something happens. Well,
3: yeah, and you know, there's just so many that's different right. types of insurance
1: out yeah. there, right? You just want to make sure that you're
3: You're purchasing or making sure that, like you say, the trucking company is taking care of the proper commodity, like you're saying.
1: Yeah, like what 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 could happen during a a delivery? Like what are what are some of the things that you've seen happen over the years?
2: Okay, one thing that can happen is um, a freak gust of wind. We had that one time um, on BC Ferry's Causeway. A hundred and two miles an hour gust came along and caught. A home. Whoa! And picked, up, picked up the home and the truck and everything else. Um, oh. And The home was a write-off, yeah. right? Yeah. Home. yeah. Um, Dorothy wasn't
3: in Kansas anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, but there was two gusts that came through that morning. I think one at a hundred miles an hour. We're talking miles an hour. One a hundred, two. That's lost. We. Um, it just was freak, freak thing, right? Yeah. And uh, we got caught in one. Uh, those kind of, yeah. So there's the wind factor, and that is really um, important when you're craning because
3: mm.
0: you need
2: a don't want any wind if you're doing any craning. That's the, the worst thing that can happen there.
1: Right. So you want to pick and, a day yeah, that's yeah. that's not too too windy, obviously. Yeah. And it's like if you're driving down a highway, yeah. have like windows broken because rocks have smashed into you know. Um, Debris from the road. Yeah. Not very often. Well,
2: not very often, but it does happen. Like I had one a couple of years ago where actually a piece of ice went through.
1: Oh, weird. Off a,
2: a vehicle coming the opposite direction and went through a window. Yeah. Yeah. From the-, the ice inside the window.
3: Oh, <laughs> wow. wow. So, so wintertime yes. delivery is, is, is something that you guys do as well. So I can... I can get my property or my, my manufactured home delivered in, in the wintertime? Or is that something you steer, steer clear of?
2: Well, it's, it's more challenging mm-hmm. in most places. I mean, obviously, southern Vancouver Island or lower mainland isn't as, as crucial. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely more challenging. And there's some areas where there are seasonal restrictions on roads, particularly for the extra wide ones. So they may not let you travel on a road in 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 the winter. Let's say between right. November to March or something. Right. Yeah. And I guess then it you depends. Also have break up in the spring for your weight. Uh, not as crucial to our industry, but it certainly happens.
1: Mm. Well, I could imagine, like even considering like this time of year, if things are thawing or it's you know it's not ideal. Even though winter seems like a bad time to deliver, I'm sure spring might be mm-hmm. just as bad if you're in a rural mm-hmm. and the driveways are mucky and it's hard to get up the driveway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mud is a huge issue. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah,
2: I mud can be yes.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's yeah. definitely a more of a strategic. Process uh, when when it comes to delivering, and you you really must have to know
2: what you're doing. Well, we try. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and lots of times you you'll be you wait. Say, look at you know, depending on whether the you know how wet it is out, we can you know we'll be delivering your home either Thursday or Friday. The weather forecast is for this, so let's try for this.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. yeah. Well, but what about you never know. what time of day do you usually deliver a house? Does it vary?
2: It varies, but the uh, very wide ones have to be usually a midnight to five a.m. delivery, so that is extremely challenging because you can't see things so well.
0: Mm, um, yeah.
2: And then it puts you in a mobile home park or a residential area sometimes where People don't really want to be disturbed at five a.m. with yeah. a bunch of motors and, so is this and be- lights outside. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is this
3: peak be- obviously because of the sheer size of of the of the you know the home, home um, the manufactured home on top? Is it because and because there's less traffic? I would assume because it's less traffic.
2: It's it's re- size. Yeah, size, anything yeah. over four four fourteen four point four meters. Um, is, which is 14 feet, 5 mm-hmm. inches.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it's Yeah, basically in midnight to 5 a.m. move in right. parts of the province. So oh. yeah, it makes a difference. And yeah, we're governed under the Ministry of Transportation and then under commercial vehicle um, yeah. section of that. So the rules or whatever they right. decide to put in place.
3: Yeah, for sure, for the safety of everyone, obviously, yeah. yeah.
1: Is there a team of people Yeah, they there? focus on safety. Yeah, they do. Yeah, <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially nowadays. Yeah. Uh, is there a team of people that are usually on site when you arrive or when the home arrives? There's
2: usually, there's usually a crew. They either arrive usually with the home or uh, if you're getting there at five, not quite so likely. Um okay. But it's, you know seven or eight a.m. or something. Right. And we like to, co- oh, well, we try and coordinate with the, whomever is setting up the home, and obviously coordinate with the crane company or, or whatever is entailed, so that uh, we like to get there eight or nine in the morning or ten in the morning. That, yeah. uh That way, the crane is left and can have an hour to set up. Let's say.
3: Right, and um,
2: the setup crew can get from wherever they come from to the site and be ready to go to work. So, yeah, around ten a.m. Is, is usually ideal to arrive.
1: How long? So that does, means you may know, yeah. How long does it take you to offload it?
2: Uh, between one and two hours is an average.
3: Okay.
1: That's pretty quick. That's so quick. Yeah, for the size. I would size. think a whole
3: day to get, you know, a, a home kind of on your property, you know, kind of thing or or in your in your no. t- yeah, that's that's quite quick. I Fine guess it's depends. just it's you one piece, right?
1: Or two pieces or whatever it is, so. Yeah, like the by the sheer sheer size of them, you'd mm-hmm. think it would take longer, but mm-hmm. I guess if you're just craning it mm-hmm. off and no. it's
2: prepped and ready to go it might not that's be that. right if you if you're craning it off and they're not awkward pieces shall we say mm-hmm. um like the other day we did five pieces it was a, a short move you know just a few miles
3: mm-hmm.
2: so we did five pieces in approximately five hours
1: right that's pretty Maybe good
2: six hours yeah, so
1: an hour a piece pretty much
2: yeah, my time you load in, and, and that was loading and delivering and unloading. So, but the crane crew was extremely efficient.
0: Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm.
2: a crew at the at the factory. Um, yeah, everybody worked well together, and it was yeah, went really well. So that's that's mm-hmm. the best case scenario. Who
1: who who chooses the the delivery company? Does the retail center or does I me as the customer do I get to pick who to use? Uh normally
2: the salesperson that sells the home but their a customer can specify. I'm sure mm-hmm. like anything else they specify what fridge they want. They mm-hmm. can specify whom they want to uh-huh. deliver or set up or I would think anyhow, I believe we just work for the well, we work for whomever calls us. So.
0: Right, right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We Sometimes deliver.
2: It's, it's, that's right. It's usually the, the salesperson that calls us, but we've certainly had people that have bought it, you know, will say, look, at just um, I'll buy it right here at the sales lot or at the factory, and I'll tee up my own team.
1: Right, right. Um, that,
2: that happens once in a long while, too.
1: Right. Yeah, that's interesting that... Um, yeah, that you can basically pick somebody else if you want to use a different trucking company other than the that what the retail center offers. But yeah, it gives a bit of flexibility, I guess. If you know somebody, um, it's a benefit That's for right. the consumer. Yeah, or, but you, yeah,
2: yeah, and then you, but you'd have to, of course, pay that. trucking company and that setup company and that crane company whatever you're doing right
3: yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. i guess it's it's nice to be a part of uh like you know like jen had mentioned we sort of represent the MHABC. it's nice to be a part of a an association though because uh you know uh the transportation uh speaks to the dealers and the sales centers and the manufacturers and they're all sort of in that same association together. So there's a very big benefit to that, I would assume.
1: Well, I think the credibility of being part of the the association.
2: association. Yeah, it's definitely a plus. The other plus for us in the transport is being part of the Trucking Association Mm -hmm. because they're a big outfit and they have a big voice. Right. Yeah. So when it comes to dealing with government, um, yeah, those kind of things in the association. Uh, is a, it's a plus right
1: yeah, that makes sense. so is there some things that you you should um a customer should watch out for with a trucking company when choosing them? I guess it, maybe it's better that the that the retail center chooses the 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 trucking company because it's more their word of mouth and
2: reputation right. what would you
3: recommend you know in your expertise?
2: <laughs> That's hard to say if I was <laughs> Yeah, I'm a consumer, I would know who would want to. I would know who would want to get my, you would personally. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but I would just ask my salesperson the right questions. Like, does this company have insurance? Yeah, you know, do they have experience? Are they reliable? Just mm-hmm. the regular things you'd ask of anybody, right? Right. Because um, you want somebody reliable. You don't want somebody that says, "Okay, your house will be delivered Friday morning, and it doesn't come to." Friday eight o'clock in the evening or something right. and you have a whole crew there all day you want somebody yeah reliable in all aspects of it yeah. right?
3: and your sales center and your dealership would know the credibility within their industry to to be able to know who those people are and work with them right
2: yeah, they should do. That's why it's important for the the sales center people to mm-hmm. have the knowledge and all aspects of, of their product and everything to do with their product. And right. Unfortunately, I think that um, they fall down uh, a lot of times in in product knowledge and items surrounding their their you know what they're what they're selling.
3: Right. Um, Which I think it makes it just easier. Like, say, for instance, if I wanted to. Um, build a home from the the ground up on my rural property. I mean, I'm really only dealing with a, a few people within my my whole experience, right? I'm just dealing with the the sales center, the dealership. Then I'm only dealing with like, say, who has to deliver the product once they're there. I mean, instead of maybe coordinating quite a few, like, or you'd hire a contractor, but they also have so many different you know, components to that and and different uh, services that come in and they all have to coordinate and certainly they don't a lot. So it's the process just seems so much
2: easier. It's far more efficient. That's why, for instance, lots of times the cost isn't the factor. Right. It's the efficiency.
3: Right.
0: Um,
2: That's because to build something per square foot, I wouldn't imagine there's a huge difference between site-built and factory-built, but the efficiency, particularly when you're going into more remote areas, um, is a huge difference.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't have contractors yeah. driving back and forth and having to pay for them and and that, so it would, That's it's right. a way more efficient. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like what... Yeah, like, and
2: you're not having, yeah, materials delivered for long distances,
1: Yeah.
2: Um, those kind of things.
3: I mean, yeah. it could take up to a year to, to or two years to, to build a house on a piece of property where this is, is you know, probably a,
1: a lot quicker. Like, it would be less than, like, say, what, three months or two months? To, to, for Yeah, purchase and then delivery right. if it's on time. And then Terry drops it off in, like, five hours.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sets it up in two. <laughs> oh, yeah. But then, yeah, from the time you drop it off to the time is often you'd have to ask some of the sales reps. But yeah. I'm suspecting it would be... You know, 30 days kind of thing. Right. Uh, whereas if you were site built, I'm suspecting 6 to 12 months. I'm not sure, but that's... Yeah, um, and you don't have be, a lot yeah. of
3: vehicles coming in and out of your property either. Like say, for instance, if you do have a kind of mud issue or road issue or anything like that on a rural piece of property, you know, you really only have one sort of uh, time that somebody has to come in and kind of drop off the, the manufactured home. And then they're gone rather than you know quite a few vehicles over time kind of you know setting up and even like putting their 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 stuff on your property
2: well it it applies more actually in a downtown situation Mm. let's say you are delivering one you know like to West Vancouver for instance or or whatever it is okay you you're getting probably a narrow infill lot the parking is at a premium
0: Mm -hmm.
2: so you to have you know subcontractors vehicles workers vehicles there there's just isn't room and they're in the neighbor's way and all that kind of stuff for quite some period of time whereas this way the streets let's say tied up for one day and after that you just have one or two vehicles from the setup crew um for a couple weeks whatever it is yeah makes a huge difference to the neighbors
1: right yeah that's that's so makes sense i i can imagine too like obviously you know kind of circling back to the times of year, but there's a lot of road work done in the summertime. Mm. There's lots construction. of construction. Yeah. I can imagine that you really have to strategically think about and le- do research prior to the delivery as to what's happening on the highways. And 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 that can really possibly delay the, the delivery time because I, I think I heard you speak one time at an event and you were telling me, that, you know, you'd have to reroute a whole delivery just because bridge work was happening. Right.
2: We have that situation actually right now on the Coquihalla because there's bridge work on one on a major bridge there until the end of June, and I believe it started second week of April, third week of April, somewhere in there. Right. And we're limited to the size of the loads that can go over that bridge until the end of June, so we've had to postpone we got one move in right before, and uh, we had to postpone another move until after the end of June because of because of that bridge. It's the only route uh, we can go to get
1: Jeez. to that I know. Destination. I, I think about that. It's just it, it, it would be Can't very… Can't go through the Fraser Canyon. No, <laughs> no. <it's laughs> all those, those <laughs> winding… All <laughs> those uh, pin uh, curves or yeah, whatever.
3: Exactly. Not only that, but you've got all those, like, uh, uh, what are they called, uh, tr- you know… Tunnels,
0: the tunnels, tunnels, yeah, the yeah, tunnels,
1: yeah. You wouldn't be able to fit a home limited, through those can,
3: tunnels.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: I, you don't really think about it, but it's it's an interesting topic because it's very strategic and and uh, mm-hmm. really, you know, glad that you're yeah. figuring that out. And we're, I, I we would don't just have be to. that person that would be like, okay, mm-hmm. let me pick the best home for me,
3: purchase, okay,
2: drop it off, thanks. <laughs> 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 I I have also be, heard. Be, that's, I was going to say Drive BC has been a, a phenomenal um, thing when they came up with that and put it on. Right. Because particularly in the winter time, Yeah. Where you can look up Go where do you're your going research. and what the current. Yeah. Look at the uh, cameras. Look at um, what construction is coming up. Um, they usually you know place it a few weeks before
0: mm-hmm. it comes up. Yeah. Sometimes
2: unfortunately they don't but uh, normally they do so it's and that has to if you're doing some construction on highways,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's mandatory that you you post it on Drive BC.
1: Right. Well, that's and a good that's, resource
2: that's then. That's been a huge help. Yeah. yeah, huge help.
3: Yeah, you can't avoid the odd accident here and
1: there, but yeah, certainly, yeah, Drive BC will help out for sure. We're so we're so close to Alberta. Do you? And I know that their regulations are different. Do you? Do you? Do Our trucking companies in do our do trucking companies in BC do they do they so say I have a a place I live in the Mm -hmm. Kootenays or something I'm just throwing that out there and and I and I have a place in Alberta or something would you um, deliver there? Oh yes, yeah. So you have to know the Alberta trucking regulations as well. That's right. Yeah. Right. Alberta
2: are are more relaxed than ours are because it's you know all different terrain, all different. Yeah. Scenario. Not not so
3: many curves. It's flat <laughs> and straight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's... yeah
2: more more widths wa- and more lengths available. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, and times a day, I must, they might be a little more flexible on.
2: They're more flexible on those things.
1: Yeah. yeah. Right. Whether
2: it's weight, weights, or times, or day, your pilot cars, lots so of lots of items, are far more flexible on. Uh, we have one customer in Alberta that uh, calls us for BC moves. Simply because more knowledgeable with the the roads here.
1: Oh, okay, oh, that's good, right? Yeah, we tend to know we're, we're a very conscious province. Mm-hmm. That's for sure with customer service and that. Um, also, Terry, do you have like a bit of a story of anything that's happened to you, like um, that, 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 I could, that that could I, entertain us a little bit? Yeah, or a, a consumer or <laughs> a person that was purchasing a manufactured home
3: wouldn't wouldn't even dream of thinking about?
2: I don't know. I've had such experiences in our life, I wouldn't have a clue. what dream-
1: <laughs> Okay, how about this question? Have you ever delivered to the wrong address?
2: <laughs> no, I picked up the wrong house at the factory. Oh, <laughs> right. Oh, that, that would be uh, a surprise. I think somebody put the wrong serial number on the house. They got six nine is at a nine six or something. Oh wow. Um got all the we, way there. We, uh it wasn't a long haul and we, we figured it out before we got there and got turned around and uh Right. <laughs> yeah. That that's <laughs> yeah. a that's a
1: that's a big mistake.
2: <laughs> that could have been a huge mistake, but uh Yeah. No, fortunately it, uh, it it turned out well. But I think that's the only the one time we've pick got the wrong house and I don't think we've ever delivered to the wrong address. The wrong address. <laughs> because, well, the other thing is in BC, because we have the manufactured home registry, so everybody, there has to be a relocate permit with every home.
3: Oh, okay. So we
2: have a cop, cop that's a huge benefit to us as truckers. Actually, people don't realize it, but um, because that means we have a copy of that relocate permit which has the exact address on it, and it's an address that comes from manufacturer home registry, which has actually come from the uh, land title people. Mm. So it has to be accurate. It's going to usually go through the lawyer, and um, okay. yeah, it has to be a totally a- So we have that in black and white before we get our road permit. Yeah. So that that has been a huge help to us because we have that address. Okay. Otherwise, um, yeah, it could have been <laughs> a problem at yeah. times you know,
3: So what, ta- like we've Terry? What
2: people mix up addresses? Yeah. Uh, like salespeople. Hum- human nature, others,
3: human yeah. human mistake. Yeah. That's what,
2: right.
3: What type? What type of, um, like, you know? I guess we could say manufactured home, but could it be like a, a log home? Could it be like a like you're you're mentioning like an Atco right? Like what types of what types of uh, manufactured homes are you delivering, usually?:
2: We deliver all kinds. Okay mm-hmm. One um, park models have been more popular um, the last several years. Okay. right. A park model is built for basically a recreational vehicle standard. Gotcha. A Z241. It quite often comes with its own wheels and running gear, so we would just hook up to it. Um, put our, our lights or whatever on and deliver it complete with its wheels to where it's going. It's um, designed for seasonal living. Right. So, your you're cottage, you're basically your cottage on wheels.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: And then there's the uh, manufactured home, the Z240 standard. Mm-hmm. That's the one you usually see as secondary dwellings on farms. Mm-hmm. That's a uh, common place or in mobile home parks. Right, and then there's the a which is the BC Building Code uh, home. So that would go into a place like North Vancouver, let's say, or um, on your on your foundation um, in down you know downtown. Rural doesn't really matter. Wherever mm-hmm. that's the trust floor one that's delivered usually on a on a float trailer.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So we need
2: we need we need more room for those ones because right. we're delivering them on a trailer. So we need more a lot of room to get the trailer out from underneath they're they're the ones that are quite often craned off right yeah so there's all different kinds and of course there's the office trailers and the, yeah um you know camp trailers and mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah it's it's uh everything
2: uh, it, right. it's
1: it's becoming um the way to build things now and i'm sure you're Busy because you can see that there's mm-hmm. more and more, you know, like the standardization you were just touching upon about the regulatory, like the land titles office and the, and the processes, are are almost similar to what building a regular home is right. like because these homes are not. Well, it
2: is you're getting your your building per- you're going through the same process getting your building permit, your electrical permit, your your septic system uh, installed. It's all the same. It's all the Permits same. Are,
1: yeah. yeah. Unless Just you're a, going different in a mobile home park. Right.
2: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. A mobile home park would be the only exception to that kind of thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. No. It's it's but it's I, amazing you know, to see this industry mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. growing so much and and seeing you know the prefabricated um, process, mm-hmm. manufactured process in the factory. Um, I mean, that's been going on for years, but right. now it's becoming more and more popular. A lot more f- modern. Yeah, for more, more innovative, reasons. right? Yeah, and because are- it's environmental, environmental. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I personally hope to see more of it out there mm. because I think it is such a great process. It's definitely the way to go. Yeah, and if it keeps you busy, that's obviously a good thing. Yeah.
2: Well, we're getting busier now, of course, with COVA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been a downer for everybody, you but bet. I think that another important thing there is for. Every sales center, to send every employee through a factory, to see exactly how those houses they're selling are built. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they should all do that, and then they should get every employee go through.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and they get the a, a good perspective on size as well for the delivery. That's right. Yeah, and yeah, what to expect. But, uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. then you know, yeah.
1: No, it's been it's been very interesting. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate you. Uh, Giving us the overall. Yeah, I wish I had a
2: good anecdote, but I, I don't know. Yeah, so
1: that's okay. You did great. But yeah. uh, it, it was, it's very interesting, and and I
2: think that this. You oh, know... it's always been interesting. I can tell you that. Yeah. We've Never lived own so life in this. Yeah, I
1: know, and I think customers will will appreciate learning a little more about what to expect, mm-hmm. in in this kind of candid process. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well we thank you very much Terry for joining us today on the Manufactured Housing Association uh first series of our podcasts Um yeah, and and we appreciate it. So keep on trucking. <laughs> All right. Okay, we'll do. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Thanks Terry, Thanks, Terry. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Bye. Bye.